Good evening. Good evening. Hold on one second. Sorry, technical difficulties. I am not technologically advanced. Hello? <laughs> All right. Uh, apparently, my headphone attachment thingy is not working. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you very fine. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, perfectly. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I have other ones lying around the house, but I don't know if you're already, the podcast is already going. I don't want to hold it up by running around the house. Oh, no, we can chit chat while you look. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> uh, let me just real quick. Um, give me one second. Okay. Well, while he's doing that, hey, how y'all doing today? Welcome to the Smokers Lounge. And I am your here on Anchor. As you know, this is the perfect app for anyone who is trying to start their own podcast. All you got to do is just download it on your phone or go to anchor.fm today so you can start your podcasting. I am your host, Kevin the Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. Y'all know the drilly. Go to allmylinks.com backslash Porn Rap Star so you can see my porn, listen to my music, and follow me on social media. Also, we are supported by Sponsored by and loved by the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about lsworld.com. So go there today. Go ahead and get yourself a uh, a profile and interact with other people who uh, might have the same kinks as you. Also, you can find events in your area or if you're traveling, where you're traveling to, where you might can see such things as swinger parties, uh, glory holes, and all that good stuff that goes down to lifestyle. So go to lsworld.com today and go ahead and um, get yourself a profile. And, of course, last but not least, we are the proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Community. So go over to shopgwdistrict.com today and get the Black experience with 14, excuse me, 14 other podcasts like myself. They talk about sports, beauty, health, wealth, whatever you name it. Plus, while you're there, I got a secret for you. They have over a thousand black retailers. So you can actually get some shopping done because you know Father's Day coming up. So, yeah, we're talking about beauty, health, books, jewelry. Yeah, they even got watches as well as clothes. So go to shopgwdistrict.com today and get your shopping on. Buy black, support black businesses to build the black economy so that we can build generational wealth. So are you ready, sir? Yeah, I am. Unfortunately, I have like 50 of these stupid things and they're all scattered all over the place. So I <laughs> didn't want to keep you waiting to hold up the show. But, uh... okay. So please introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Billy Pilgrim, Triple X. I'm a male talent in the uh, adult industry. Kind of, mm-hmm. I guess you would say, up and coming. You know, male yeah. talent. Oh, yes, most definitely. Now, when we talked before, you was actually a comedian before you got the business. Yeah, I was a comic for about 11 years. And it's funny because uh, just from last September till now, I've gotten more buzz and made more money and gotten more popularity than 11 years so it's like that wasn't time wasted at all you know <laughs> so what did you do stand up yeah i did the traditional kind of stand up i did like a storytelling kind of like uh in the vein of a bill burr or a uh jim norton and mm-hmm. uh and a, ironically oh, I, I started love bill burr and i love jim norton especially bill burr he is so fucking hilarious 
a nice guy. I met him once and he was really nice. Um, but I actually started with a lot of big names and it's kind of funny because I've lost touch with them because they've become rich and famous. Mm -hmm. And it's, I just kind of always think to myself sometimes when I'm on the road doing scenes, I'm like, I wonder if one day I'll run into them and be like, oh yeah, while you're making millions of dollars, I played a pirate and, you know, fucked a French maid. So like, how do you <laughs> so what got you to transition to adult film? Well, the thing with stand-up, by the time by the time I found my voice and what you know worked for me, I was kind of burnt out and it was and it just wasn't fun anymore. It's uh mm -hmm. the thing about stand-up is you have to be like they always say, Oh, if you're undeniably funny, you can't be denied. But you kind of can. It's very kind of who you're friends with and who you know. Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of uh, you know, like hanging out when you don't want to and everything. And I just got tired of it. And, uh, you know, basically like every other guy, I always wanted to give porn a shot. And I really did believe like I could do this, you know, and I was kind of in the swinger scene and, you know, whatnot. And, uh, you know, it always tried starts to start... with the swinger scene. That's what I love. About it. it always starts with the swinging. <laughs> well, I, I like it. As a matter of fact, I went to Trapeze last night for the first time. Uh, a friend brought me uh, to Trapeze, which was a fun experience. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I so I just in 2015 I started trying to get in, and it was a, mm -hmm. it was a lot of fails. It was a lot of like false starts and and mm -hmm. fails. I did a couple of scenes with this kind of I don't know. Uh, it was it was about as close to old school New York kind of shady porn as you can get. Uh, and I did like some scenes for this guy and then mm -hmm. moved back to Georgia and, and then fell back into it. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. so, so with your first experience, when you did that, how, how was your first experience on camera when you first did it? It was, it was interesting because uh, it was a girl that, that, you know, this guy kind of filmed amateur, like uh, women, milk types. And I knew mm -hmm. this girl and she kind of asked me if I would do it and they were going to film uh a couple before us and the guy couldn't perform. So like we're in the bathroom trying to like mess around to get ready. And the dude, he was, imagine Paul Giamatti, if mm. he was like older and uglier. And he, he was very Jewish and he yelled and he finished almost every sentence with, come on. And uh, <laughs> we, we came out of the room, we came out of the room and he's yelling at this guy who, Basically, again, this was like way under the table, kind of cash in hand, like a real kind mm -hmm. of apartment. So it was like condoms. It wasn't like official. I didn't even have a stage name yet. So they mm -hmm. threw him out. Like they lost, he lost his shit hard on this guy. And then he like literally, as he's berating him out of the apartment, he turns to me. It's like, can you go? Are you ready? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and so, and uh, wound up working with both the girls, but it was it was kind of like uh, they didn't really do anything with each other. So it was kind of like I was with one, then I was with the other. Mm -hmm. But it's just funny because the guy talked a lot, and it was it was definitely a it was definitely an experience. Uh -oh. See, yeah, because like even with my first shoot, it was kind of weird because I it, when I shot with someone, it, she was actually a heavyweight name. Her uh, name was uh, Miss Simone, and oh yes. She was weird. It 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 was like it was kind of weird because 
how can I put this? It wasn't like natural. You get what I'm saying? And me oh, yeah, being yeah. my first time on camera, because I had fucked on camera before for play play. You feel what I'm saying? But not yeah, yeah. seriously. So it it, it was kind of like a different experience. You know what I'm saying? Did you feel yeah. the same way? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, what people under- need to understand. There's two types of scenes. There's like if you and I get together and we get some girls that we worked with before and it's like a hangout situation and we're making real content and then mm-hmm. you maybe work for somebody else or with a bigger name and it's very professional and you don't actually touch until the camera starts. So mm-hmm. it's like you're very professional and very, you know, kind of regular. And then the first time you do anything, it's literally two seconds after you know, you yell action and it's uh, that's kind of the trick. That's the thing. It's like, you got to be able to separate. You got to be able to adjust because it's not always going to be a fun party like environment. A lot of times it's very sterile mm-hmm. business like, you know, and you got to be OK with that. You got to be able to flip that switch. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know how to do that in many ways, uh, yeah. because even even as a producer slash talent myself, I've seen the dude couldn't get hard. And it's, it's like, I even had a dude say, can, can you just leave the camera and step out the room? <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, you, you have to be able to compartmentalize. You have to, you know, like I said, I have, I'm friends with a lot of the talents I've worked with and mm-hmm. go hang out. And it's like friends hanging out. And then yeah. when it goes to film content, we're fucking each other. Like we love each other. Mm-hmm. And then it's back to, you know, back to just kind of hanging out being friends you and Mm -hmm. like i said i did a i worked with ivy blue in new jersey uh last month okay beginning of this month and you know they had they wanted to i was like they do a a fuck a fan type business model and i was like the first real talent they brought in so they wanted to do all these different positions that nobody actually does but they want to see in porn Mm. and they're not comfortable positions and that's the other thing you have to stay hard for that you know, it's yeah. like you're trying. Like I actually fell over, like with my big <laughs> head, like like a freaking one of those like clown uh, punching things. I just kind of like, yeah. you know, it fell over, and it was funny. But you have to stay hard, and it's like, who in their right mind would fuck in this position? But people want to see it, so yeah. Because what people don't don't get is that the work that is put into the to to filming and doing the positions, and depending on the director that you're dealing with or what type of shoot you're doing, they're actually timing the fucking positions. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, speak to that. Yeah, they they do, like, they'll say, give me five minutes of this. They'll give you, like, hand signals behind the camera. Sometimes you just go in, and then you start to realize, like, we've been going a while. Like, do you have enough? You know, mm-hmm. they'll do, like, you know, they'll do, okay, cut, and then we you know, okay, you're ready to come or whatever. So, yeah, usually you want to make about a 10, 15-minute scene, maybe 20, and then, yeah, give me five minutes of this, give me five minutes of that, you know, do do this. So, it's you know, you have to walk it through. Yeah, it's a – to make it good enough for people to want to buy it, it is a lot of effort. It's like lights that make you sweat. It's, you know, you got to be able to be aware of the camera. You know, if you're playing a part, you got to stay in character the whole time. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's the greatest job in the world, but it's you definitely have to want to do it. You know, this is not like a uh, like a goof, like oh, I'm, you know, I'm an accountant during the week, and then I'm a porn star on the weekend, and it's like, nah, nah, it's you, you it's you have to want to do it. You have to want to be there.
moving forward from two thousand. Um, when you started really getting to the scene, who pulled you into into the scene? Well, the thing that I had a lot of stops and starts. I even had friends in the industry, but they weren't going to help me get in. You know, just because you know, if you do something stupid, it, it reflects on them. Uh, okay, I don't know what happened. It just said you're done recording. I'm like, oh, God, I didn't realize it. I was being that boring. No, what ends up happening? What up happening? It cut off on my end. That was on me. Oh, okay. For some of the people that are listening, that you probably were like, "What the hell are you talking about?" No, it, sometimes the interview cuts off. But me, I'm the kind of person, like I said, raw and uncut. That's how we do. So back to what we were talking about. Yeah. So uh, the thing, the thing that finally worked with me was I just started making my own content, like finding girls on Craigslist and make you know, invested in myself, bought a camera. And just mm-hmm. built a body of work over the course of like 2019 and the and the end of 2018, and just put it on the uh, the internet and let it build up, and got on Twitter and just you know slowly let myself known. The mm-hmm. first two models to really the big names that I worked with that really started to give me traction was Babe West from Portland and uh, Princess Havoc here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And once I was on camera with them, it started to lead to other things. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, so. go ahead. No, no, and that's what you know. It took, uh, it took, like I said, it was like a lot of stops and starts, and then I was just like, all right, well, for me, I just made my own content and put it out there, and with enough girls that it, you know, and it did it as professional as I could, and then uh, Babe West gave me a break, and Princess Havoc uh, gave me a chance as well, and then from there. You know, I met Paige Steele, and then I got invited to work in Miami, and Julie Ginger, you know, who is amazing, and and has just been snowballing since. So I just got lucky that, uh, you know, two girls gave me a shot to, uh, you know, because it, it takes a while to build up legitimacy, because everybody claims to be talented, and then they weasel their way onto a set, and then, you know. And... So, so now I'm going to try to talk for a minute. <laughs> okay, I don't want to go. So, when you like contact the girls or the girls contact you, because a lot of male talents, oh, a lot of guys want to ask, how do we do this? When you approach a female, what's some of the tips you can give guys to how you approach females for a shoot and 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 what they need to be, their mannerism, what they need, to, you know, what they need to say and what they need to think about when they talk to these ladies. Uh, well, be respectful, be professional, and be chill. Um, everybody has a different style. For me, I usually just say, hey, I would love to work. I ask if I could DM them, and then I'm like, hey, I would love to work with you, you know, if ever travel or, you know, if you ever come to Atlanta and start a dialogue. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, things are starting to open up again, and uh, I have some stuff on deck uh, with some decent name, like big names, and, you know, it's just kind of a – you may talk in June, but not get to work with them until September. You got to be patient and just be chill. And I just, you know, come at it very relaxed and, and, uh, you know, just positive. You you can't get, some people aren't going to want to work with you. I was supposed to do a shoot this week and the girl didn't want to shoot with me. Just, I thought it was all locked up. And then she just said, nah, and that's, that's it. You can't get mad. You got to roll with the punches. So, you know, now, now, now with that, because this is the end of mental health. <clears throat> and I had the same conversation with another uh, uh, producer as well as other talents. People don't understand when they do that, it does hurt us. 
You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Do that. Well, you know, it kind of sucks is, you know, it's you always want you always want to be wanted, but um again, you it's like, you know, uh you're not gonna be able to work with everybody. And as long as they're respectful and nice about it, I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with it. Uh the girl that canceled on me, I was told the reason. And it, that's I respect it. Uh I don't know if she said anything negative about me because I wasn't told by the producer, so I don't have a bone to pick with her. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, and I've had really good luck with uh you know, with, with working with talent. Even even, you know, when they're not that into me, they're willing to work with me. So I've been very fortunate the last like six months. Uh, you know, like I'm on this podcast because of, you know, everything that's been going well and and all the, you know, talented producers kind of propping me up and everything. Most definitely. So as you had progressed in the business, I see that, like I said, you have sites, you say you film your own stuff. When did it click? Did I need to treat this as a business? And you went from talent to producer. Well, I took it serious from the beginning. I, because I, luckily, I was older when I, I'm, a, I'm 44. So I got into it. Uh, most people get into it when they're really in their early 20s. So I took it seriously mm-hmm. from the beginning because I knew uh, that I wasn't just going to be able to half-ass my way into this. There was going to be no falling ass backwards into any opportunity. So I've always been, you know, professional. And now it's, I'm at the level where I have to have different rates for things. Like people ask me, well, for a blowjob, how much do you charge for a tit fuck? How much do you charge? And, you know, getting brushing up on my paperwork, I'm going to have to incorporate and hire an accountant soon. So the deeper you go, the bigger it gets, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's funny. Cause everyone thinks it's just, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm fucking, and then it's like, you know, no, it's a bunch of boring adult shit before you get to get to, you know, do the fucking. So, so you get paid gigs. Yeah, yeah. I try to do both. I uh, I like to I like to do both. Like I like to work with uh, my friends or like you know, other content creators and own the content and do what I like. But mm-hmm. also having those studio credits and you know uh, getting paid gigs like cash in hands is nice. Plus, mm-hmm. you could show people like I'm on this site and you know you can contact them and the stuff. I talked to a a producer today that I work for and uh, she's going to release another one of our videos. And she said they've been selling really well. So, like, that's mm-hmm. what you want. You know, you want the mm-hmm. stuff to sell. So they want to bring you back. You know? Yeah. So, now, another thing I always tell guys, I say, understand the women are always the stars. And, it, which I want you to speak to this once I finish. Um, how much did it help the girls that you shot with and their pedigree helped you build yours? Oh, well, uh, well, first off, the thing you were saying about the girls are the stars, the, a good thing to kind of think about is, um, you know, we have fans, you have fans, I have fans, but the girl mm-hmm. is the star. Think of it as she's the work of art and you're the frame and you want to, and a good frame will highlight a, a great piece of art. You don't want to be, you know, a gaudy, ugly ass frame that ruins a you know piece of art. So you you can be on camera and get your stuff in and be noticeable, but just remember, you know, even if you're the producer, it's the, the girls the reason why they're tuning in. Uh, but no, my whole pedigree, my name, my following, all these opportunities I'm getting, it's all because of the ladies. It's because of uh, Babe West and Paige Steele and Julie Ginger and Ash Lauren. 
you know, uh, all these ladies that giving me opportunities and working with me and, and, you know, talking me up and it's all also, it's all word of mouth. Like these women mm-hmm. do talk. So if you're easy to work with and you're, you're respectful and you're fun and everything, they tell other girls. So Princess Havoc is my biggest, uh, you know, my biggest cheerleader, you know, I, I almost owe her a percentage on everything I make. Um, but uh, I'm not going to give it to her, but uh, I owe it to her. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she hears it, she's going to be like, uh, excuse me, oh, excuse no, she, she is, she is all country, southern, alpha female, man. She, she's not even listening right now, but she sensed, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to get money? What? You know, and I'm yeah. going to text the second I get off the phone. But yeah, no, I owe everything to the women, and that's the thing. It's like, do not come on set. I've I've worked with some big names, like guy wise, and they mm-hmm. are the nicest, humblest, you know, approachable guys. So mm-hmm. don't show up on set acting like you're hot shit, because word will spread and nobody want to work with you. But yeah, I owe everything to the. Which is interesting because you segue to another question I was about to ask. I call it pre care. This is the stuff that us as male talent producers do to and, and be and our and a per. It, you know, so we the way we interact with the female before we shoot to make her feel comfortable. What's some of the tips you can give some of these bro, some of the people that are trying to do this? What they how they need to be respond act on set before a shoot with the lady. Well, one thing is uh, grooming. Like, be you know, my ritual before I shoot a scene is I really just kind of do a whole. I cut my hair, my beard. I shower. I make sure everything is on point. Make sure your nails are cut, you know, your mm-hmm. breath. Uh, here's a fun little pro tip. Uh, when you shower uh, before a scene, <laughs> blow dry yeah. your balls. Because, yeah. because it'll dry, because, you know, it'll actually dry, like, the whole undercarriage, and it, it prevents balls from being musty or your ass from smelling. Just dr- blow dry everything, and, mm. you know, everything will, you know, be smelling just fine. Uh, I... I've been told I'm too nice. I like to make the girl feel comfortable. So usually what I do is I will, you know, have like a bottle of water or something and like a towel and like baby wipes off camera. So like in between takes, if, uh, you know, she wants a drink or something and after the cum shot, I offer to clean her up and, you know, and sit there with her. I just don't walk off. And I have a bag that I bring with me just in case for anything. It's like it's got extra costumes. It's got lube. It's got, uh, you know, uh, sponges and tampons if they need them. So I like to be prepared. So I have all a, a, a bag that just is able to hold almost anything. And I bring that and I, you know, make sure I have, you know, just just about anything if needed. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it, it helps. Like it, people notice those little things. They want to bring you back. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing I want to speak to because this is the elephant in the room, and I haven't talked to no male talent on this, so you be the first. Speak okay. to the fact that our fan base is actually, if not fifty percent, seventy percent gay. Oh yeah. Oh no, yeah. It's. Uh, I'll tell you right now, if you're going to be a male talent, especially a popular one, if you're homophobic. One, I wouldn't even get in the industry, but if you're homophobic, I would keep it to yourself because gay guys buy porn. And uh, I have a huge gay fan base and I take photos. I am now offering like custom videos. You want to watch me masturbate? You want to, you know, see certain pictures of me and everything? You know, I can 
you know, I'm comfortable doing that. I just can't work on camera with a guy. But <laughs> it, trust me, I've been offered really good money if I was able. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, gay guys, they're gonna they'll they'll again they'll spread the word. They'll buy your stuff, and they, you know, my fan base is uh, a lot of uh, you know gay guys, and it's great. Like I said, they. They buy my stuff when I when I work with a studio. They'll like you know retweet it and everything. And Thor Johnson, uh, who is a huge male talent, and he's kind of taking me under his wing. He messaged mm-hmm. me when he didn't have to and told me, "Take photos like I take and put out videos like you taking a shower, just walking around, you know, with your dick out and everything, and it'll blow up, blow up your fan base because you know gay guys will follow you and you know more people will see you. Yes, and you know you." Look, no one says you have to like work and you're going to work on camera with other guys. You're going to be doing stuff with other guys on camera. It doesn't matter if there's a girl between you. You got to be comfortable. And yeah, the the gay community is a huge. Uh, I don't know if you know who this is. Trixie Mattel is a yeah, drag queen and a musician. Yeah. And she was just on her show talking about that this year. He, he got into uh, straight porn and started watching guys and girls. You know, and that's like a million dollar, like a millionaire, uh, famous performer. You know, sitting yeah. there saying, "Gay as the day is long, buying straight porn." Mm-hmm. So <clears> I'm comfortable <throat> with it. And I'm appreciative of the gay community. You know, if you buy my stuff and you want to see more of me, then I don't care, black, white, gay, straight. You know, as long uh, as money green. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. It's, because it's, because, it's, because I think the thing of it is is that what male times don't understand is. Even though they watch us with a chick, they're imagining that it's them. Oh, yeah. That's why yeah. there's certain... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, that's why certain shots, like now when I have somebody holding the camera for me, there's certain shots, like the undershot or, you know, like certain certain angles that gives you a little bit more you. So you do the mm-hmm. close-up of the girl getting it doggy style, with making the face, which to me is like one of the hottest things. I love that point mm-hmm. of view. But, you know, you do a little side action, you know, maybe, uh, you know, the blowjob without the hands to let them get a good look at the dick and everything. And again, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a, it's actually a really big compliment that, you know, even mm-hmm. though they know you're straight, they're still going to want to be a fan and they're going to and they're loyal fans. Uh, like I said, yes. I, I'm, I'm appreciative of the LBGT community and, and thankful, mm-hmm. you know, um, going forward. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I offer like customs and I'm going to be doing solo stuff on my OnlyFans and I guarantee you it'll be mostly gay guys buying it. Yep. And uh, when I'm buying groceries or taking my uh, my lady on vacation, I'm going to be thanking them, you know, and be very yep. grateful. Yes, because I tell any dude, you cannot be a homophobic doing this business. <laughs> By no well, means. Or transphobic, you just have to be, and you have to love women. Like, basically, yeah. don't be an asshole. Show up and be positive. I am not the best-looking guy on the planet Earth. I don't, I don't want to shock your audience too hard, but I am not the best-looking guy ever. My dick is not the biggest, but I show up, and I'm, you know, even when I'm having difficulties on mm. set, I'm cool about it, and I get over it, mm. and it's positive, and mm. I'm look, I'm talking to several trans females about working together. Uh, they all live out of state. So it's like trying to schedule, you know, not everybody's back to shooting full time, but you have to be open-minded and you have to be mm-hmm. comfortable in yourself. So you plan to shoot with transsexuals? Yeah. Like trans women. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple I'm talking to and, uh, you know, uh, cause again, they, they, they're, they're, 
or women, you know, and it's, and like I said, I'm looking to do different things and be, you mm-hmm. know, I'm going to learn that Japanese style. Of you, know, you know, you know, you about to make some money, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Christian Triple X is, I, I give him so much props. I give him so much props. And trust me on this, Hollywood came a long way. You came in at the right time with that. There was a time where you would be blackballed. They don't do that no oh, more. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's still some, you know, there's still some, like, I'm actually, uh, this is actually, you just reminded me of something. I had somebody ask me, uh, are you gay or, or whatever? And I'm like, no. Uh, like I said, if I was, I wouldn't be here. I'd be like in Vegas, like getting a big payday or something, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to like when it, on a straight set, I'm thrilled to be there and part of the team. Whereas, like on a gay set, I think I'd actually, you know, all mm. right, well, I'm here for the big money. Um, but I'm very open to having gay fans, and I'm also <laughs> uh very attracted to trans women, and I want to work with them. I mean, I not, that, don't don't get it twisted. Take that now, don't get it twisted. I would consider you bisexual at the most. And I do agree with you. There are some transsexual women out here. Now, I've, I would never be with one. But damn it, <laughs> they caught me on a drunk night. They might get as far as giving me head. Because it's some out there, man. Sydney Star, one of my favorites. I like her. Yeah. Um, and, Sherry, Sherry and wrestling wise, Nala Rose. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you call it? Uh, Sher- uh, Sherry Allwood. Uh, Sherry. Yeah. Uh, she's yeah. gorgeous. I would love to work with her one day. Mm-hmm. I've been talking to. Uh, I hope it's okay. I'm saying her name, Bella Bates. We've been talking about doing something together. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm 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 too fucking old to give a shit. I want to. <laughs> I, I want to. You know, these are beautiful women. If they want to, if they deem yeah. me worthy to be on camera with them, I take it as a compliment hey. that it is. And I want to do a lot of different things. Like I don't, mm. I'm gonna, you know, learn that Japanese style of uh, rope tying, which the name escapes mm. me right now. I do some BDSM, and I want to, yeah. I want to, you know, again keep my spectrum as wide as possible and and be out there, you know, uh, doing stuff. Uh, so you know, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm all inclusive. And uh, you know, I'm down yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that, my brother. Like yeah, I yeah. said, can I tell anybody? Just like I heard, like uh, what was Malik Yoba when he said something about finding transsexual women sexy or what have you, and I was like, well, she's a woman. She just have a bigger clit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, you feel me? Yeah, and exactly. to me, and this is how I look at it: if you didn't know she was trans, you it, any dude would want to fuck her ass. Yeah. But I like I tell anybody, just because I find them attractive doesn't mean I would want to fuck them. But to me, like I said, I tell anybody to live your truth. If that's who you are, be that way. Because it's when people stop living their truth, that's when the bullshit happens. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, it's just like there was an incident uh, of the top levels, like this guy who's like a of like a top talent there was an incident yeah. where he showed up and didn't realize he was trans and then i guess had a flip out yeah and it's like look first of all how you get to that level and been around as long as you have and not do your research uh especially and this, and this girl was a top talent as well yeah but also um i'm, I'm trailing off now but uh here's the thing no you good here's the thing like you said you wouldn't 
uh, work with trans doesn't mean that you don't respect them or respect their identity or, you know, think I give them a hug, kiss on the lips. Let's keep it real. I, yeah. I'm just <laughs> but here, look, I, I'm supposed to. I don't to, feel no kind of ways. But here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with that because yeah. people try to get too offended too quickly by saying like, oh, she won't work with black guys. She's a racist. Like, no, she may have her reasons. And as long mm-hmm. as she's respectful about it, I was That's supposed fine. to work with. I was supposed to work with a black girl this week and she didn't want to work with me because I was white. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing. Everybody has a preference. I actually prefer black women. Uh, mm-hmm. if, I, if I only had to work with black women the rest of my career, I'd be more than happy uh, with that. But, you know, mm-hmm. th- you know, if you, but there are black girls out there that don't want to work with white talent, no matter how popular mm-hmm. they are. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, I respect it. You don't have to explain. It's the same thing of like, well, I don't like him. I don't like what he does on camera. It's just, it's, it's, you know, you, it doesn't make them racist. It doesn't make them hateful. People like to jump to that a little too quick. It's like, look, do what you can, you know. Yeah. Like, it's actually more of an insult to be there on set and kind of be in a shitty mood and be visibly kind of uncomfortable and muscle through it. You know, I think it's more disrespectful to do that than mm-hmm. just say, hey, it's not my thing. I'm good, you know, but thank you. And that's all it takes. Yeah. So, you being a married man, um, speak to having someone that supports you in this, it, how it helps you succeed and also move, you, you know what I'm saying, move and be able to see and do this business properly. Uh, well, I, I got lucky with an amazing woman. Um, and, you know, when we first met, she wasn't this confident. But, you know, she supported me because uh, I was in a weird uh, place a couple of years ago before I got back in the industry and she was supportive of it she even took out a loan to help me get better equipment and mm-hmm. you know she's the reason why i'm doing it because i want to make real money and help throw in because she's very successful and also i've always been a guy i like a lot of play partners so i kind of get the mm-hmm. best of everything i get to make money i get to have play partners and then i get to come home to her and she's mm-hmm. the reason why i do it and, and like i said if we ever work together on set uh, which I hope we get to meet and, and do something together. Okay. You, you're gonna you're gonna hate me because I'm gonna, all I do on set is either I talk about my cats or I talk about my wife on set. So you know, uh, I don't should... feel bad. I do. I talk about my wife on set. We no. <laughs> no, I have a beautiful I have a beautiful wife and she's amazing and she's yeah. really intelligent and yeah, it's it's and and here's the funny thing too. I'll you know if I go film with like Lady Onyx, who's somebody who's really you know been helping me a lot lately. When I get home, I'm ready for more. And she's getting all that extra dick because it's like, well, come here. Because, you know, there's my queen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and speak to fucking her versus fucking the female talent. Because a lot of people automatically assume that it's the same. No, no. Even occasionally, if you have a certain connection, you fuck. Uh, the female talent off camera, like a little play around or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. When you're on camera, I'm there for you. I'm selling you a fantasy. You know, if I'm working with Princess Havoc, you want to see Princess Havoc and, and we're doing things in a way that you get to be that guy. I'm your mm-hmm. avatar. And we're putting on a show. You know, I want you to pay money. So, you know, like we're giving mm-hmm. you what you want. We, you know, I know my wife's combination. I know how to please her. We can, you know, I can make her come really hard in the short period of time where we could take our time it's it's just more simple 
you know, yeah. like we do like that. We do have our kinks that we sometimes get into and have a special mm-hmm. like, you know, couples night. But it's, you know, you just get into that groove and you just know what to do. It's so you in Atlanta, so you really can get to play, man. I'm in boring ass North Carolina, man. <laughs> well, I'm in boring ass North Carolina. I wish me and my wife did live in Atlanta, man. We would enjoy it. We probably would enjoy it too I, much. You know, it's funny. Um, I'm I moved to Atlanta during the pandemic, so I haven't had much chance to really explore it. But most of the talent that I work with. Is yeah. either passing through Atlanta or I have to travel to them. I really yeah. don't, other than Lady Onyx and Princess Havoc, I don't really work with any local female talent. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I, I kind of throw my name out there and I try to approach, but, uh, and hopefully, now you'll get this picture from the South, but Atlanta, much like New Orleans, is a chocolate town. Yeah. You know, and that means and, it's and you know, trying black to dominant, black which is. Wanna, yeah, I get you. Yeah, oh, and, no. and, you know, black, and, and, you know, that's fine. There are times where it's like, you know, I would just like to drive 30 minutes from my house and do a scene and not have to fly to Florida or New Jersey and be away from my wife. But, you know, I've been thank, lucky for Havoc and uh, Onyx, who's, you know, been been working with me a lot lately and uh, been a big cheerleader for me. But I don't, I'm not really intricate into, or intricate, I'm not deep in the scene here in Atlanta yet. Uh, actually you'll find this funny I went to go shoot a scene with a girl she was passing through and there was a guy he's a producer here in Atlanta and he was beside himself that wait he's like wait a minute you're white I'm like I think so yeah and he's like you live in Atlanta I'm like yep and uh that's where my house is and he's like and you shoot it's like how do I not know who you are you're like a unicorn like you're a male talent in Atlanta he kept saying it like you're a unicorn you're a unicorn he followed me on twitter haven't heard from the guy since i'm like i guess you don't like unicorns like i don't see i don't see you giving me a job i'm like come on remember me the unicorn no i could i could always use another payday come on but (laughs) but yeah you have to that's the other thing you have to be able to go you got to have a hustle you got to have a grind like i've been to six states so far this year Mm. and i travel really really cheaply to 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 come out ahead on money and everything so you know it's it's about the hustle i'll go to alaska if i have to if the if the opportunity is right that's what i'm talking it is the hustle out of this piece it's what it because like i said that's one thing i really didn't get to do too tough with travel or what have you but um yeah speak to that how much traveling helps your business it helps it a lot because not everybody, especially in this day and age, not everybody lives in L.A., Vegas or Miami. Um, my wife has a real job, like a job job. So we're here until she gets a promotion. Then we go live in whatever state that a new job is in. Until, mm-hmm. Unless I'm making really good money in a couple of years. Uh, I'm going, you know, the Exoticas are back. I'm going to Miami for that one. I'm going to New Jersey for the one in October. I'm trying uh, to go to see one. Huh? In December, I'm gonna try to go to DC one in December. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go to that one too. Um, but yeah, basically on the agenda, like Florida, possibly a Vegas trip. Uh, there's a girl uh, in Ohio that I will travel to her. Uh, mm-hmm. And weirdly enough, there's a lot of work for me in the Philly, New Jersey area. So I'll be. Yeah. You know, it's you got to be able to go where the work is, unless you want to fly people to you. Um, but. 
yeah, you go where the opportunity is, and, and people see that. You should take pictures of yourself traveling. You, should, you know, take pictures of the people you're working with. You're showing that you know you're out there trying to get it. People notice that. I went all the way to Portland, um, and uh, you know, worked with Paige Steele, who was who was awesome. And uh, you know, it was like I'd never been to Portland, and it was a chance to work with her. And I've been, you know, she was on my dream list. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll you know, fly and. You know, I took, you know, like it was like an entire day of flying to get there, but it was worth it. You know, you got to you got to want it. Like I said, you got to like go where the work is. So if somebody in Maine wants to hire you, well, get your ass on a plane and go to Maine. Yeah, that is so true. You see, and see, also, you also getting work. See, that's the kicker. <laughs> well, I, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's just I... You know, I just, I, this is the thing. I've never been happier doing this. Even, even there, like I said, uh, that's the other thing you're going to have to come to terms with. Uh, if you're male talent, you will go soft on camera. You will have sometimes difficulty. Normally you yeah. can kind of recuperate at, you know, Hey, give me five minutes, but it's the hardest thing I've ever done, but it's the most rewarding way. It's, it's, it makes me so happy. And uh, I'm actively out there trying to, as much as I can, like I'm actually emailing studios and big names that I want to work with kind of saying, Hey, uh, how do you like, what kind of pictures do you want me to send you? Do you want me to send you like my, all my credits, my references, you know, like an email asking how they like to be approached before I just start sending them naked pictures of myself or, you know, whatever. And just throwing it out there. Like, Hey, if you need male talent, I'm around and I'm willing to travel, you know, I just got to go out there and, and like yeah uh but so yeah that's basically just uh actively trying to i like to be busy mm -hmm. uh, when i'm busy i'm productive when things get slow then i find reasons to kind of like oh i'm gonna read this book i'm gonna mm -hmm. learn how to do this i get spacey so i like to stay focused by you know being busy oh yeah that you have to stay busy in this business um the other thing I wanted you to speak to is, see, women, they come to the business different than we do. We have to literally come into the business like a producer yeah. um, and treat it business from the start. Explain to people why men have to do that versus women. Well, it's a woman-driven business. It's what sells a product. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Sarah J's. I'm a huge fan of Alex Cole. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, those women sell videos. Uh, Carly Gray. I've spent thousands of dollars on Carly Gray over the years, uh, DVDs and, you know, Internet and what have you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and um, it's like I said, it, but here's the, here's the weird thing. You and I are new and we're up and coming and, and we're, you know, doing everything we can to get out there. And mm -hmm. once we're once we hit that certain level of traction, we can go until we're 90. Yeah, uh, a lot of women have a shelf life depending on how much they want to do this or what their charisma is. You know, mm -hmm. like Abella Danger just keeps growing because you know she just. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she has this charisma and she's just this like energy and personality. Sarah J mm -hmm. is, you know, just a huge. You know, she now she's like a mogul. She's not just a porn mm -hmm. star now. She's a mogul. Some mm -hmm. girls do it for six months. They don't. They. Uh, so it's weird. They get more traction quicker, but they, you know, depending on what they want, they, they kind of leave. Fast. They kind of fade out quicker. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I tell every girl, like, yeah, you can make money, but you, it's, it's the same thing. It's a grind. You have to build a fan base, and you have to make, go work for studios and make your own thing. You have to interact with the fans. Any, every, 
every successful talent, male, female, has told me interacting with your fans is what makes you the most money. So like being a Brown to be able to text them or, you know, chat with them, whether it be only fans or your website or whatever, talking to your fans and being interactive, that's, you know, building your fan base, that's makes you money. So it, the days of just being gorgeous and walking on set and then money or I think are over, you know, like I said, you have to be smart and ambitious like a Sarah J or a Bella Danger. You have to, you know, you have to bring a lot to the table. Yeah. Now, this other thing, because you were talking about staying hard on set. And I tell guys, I say, it's nothing wrong with getting a blue chew, getting one of those pills that you might get, the woman called it, because your job is to stay hard. So what do you do to make ensure yourself to stay hard? Uh, it depends on the complexity of the scene. Like, yeah, e- even the top guys, especially the ones that work all the time, like, uh, you know, again, J-Mac, uh, Sean Lawless, Louis Smalls, these guys work all the time. And I don't care how good a shape you're in or how beautiful these women are. If I gave you steak and lobster every day, you get tired of it. Like, you know, it, it wears you down. So mm. everybody's on something. So I, I've used Blue Chew. I, there's a clinic here in Atlanta that I can just get Viagra or Cialis when I want, mm. like really cheap. Uh, and there's even, um, this is, okay, so I've never admitted this, and I use it sparingly. So depending on the complexity of the scene and how evolved it's going to be, sometimes mm. you don't need it, and sometimes you just take it to be careful. But there's a shot you can take, and, and you know, once you take that shot, like you're hard regardless of what's going on for like, three hours and that's a um that's a case of emergency break glass you know because <laughs> you know, i worked with a guy who did that and i was like you know i'm sitting here trying to stay hard during like a, a cut and he's just standing there like just you know swinging in the breeze so you know uh yeah there's little mental tricks like i did a set or not a set i did a scene and i said hey give me five minutes i went a little soft because, you know, mm-hmm. you get overheated with the lights and everything. Went in the bathroom, cold water on my face, cleared my mind, and then got back to it. And that's usually what it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, just Viagra, Bluetooth, everybody uses it. And you will, too, because it's you're, – you're, again, it's not it's, – it's a job. So it's not always about what feels good to you. It's you're like you're doing this position yeah, because it looks good on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I tell guys all the time, don't be ashamed to do that. It, it's it's not a macho test here. You're trying to get a good scene so you can make this money. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody and everybody that I've worked with has been really – I'm actually really hard on myself because I want mm-hmm. to do – because my, my attitude when I get to set, like if you hired me, my attitude, as soon as I walk on and I see everybody, it's like, okay, how can I make this day as easy as possible for them? And how much money can I make these people? And then I'll worry about my money. Like uh, how, like how can I get everybody's pockets full? So it brings me more work. So I'm really hard on myself. Uh, and I actually uh, just got over a thing. I had a, my anxiety was way out of whack and mm-hmm. it was affecting my performance to the point where like my system was shutting down. Like I just, nothing, it, it's gone and it ain't going to come back anytime soon. And thankfully, I figured it out. Uh, and now I'm, you know, I take like an anti-anxiety medicine and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But like your mental health is also important on set. Like, you know, are you how you feeling? 
your attitude, is your anxiety in check and everything, you know, mm -hmm. so that also can affect your performance. Uh, but yeah, everybody's on something. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, it's not, a, it's again, it's people usually would prefer it because it makes the day go by easier. Yeah. And make the, yeah, because me, I have to smoke a blunt before we shoot. I don't give a damn. <laughs> if they oh, no. Smoke I, I smoke. Dude, if yeah. we, sorry, if I smoked a joint before a scene, we'd be, you start the scene on Friday, on Sunday, we'd still be like, you know, Billy, Billy, come here. Billy, stop, stop playing with the light. Come here. I, I get too space. I get too spacey. Like, if you want to, if you just want me wandering in the background, like giggling, then yes, uh, I will smoke a joint and do a scene. But if I have to be present, I just, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't, uh, now, no, no E for me. Now, the last question I got to ask, do you implement your background in comedy into, let's say, some of the role play scenes that you have to do? Uh, it's definitely, I've done some acting, and I definitely like the goofier, you know, uh, sillier, kind of more absurd plots. It's, it's, I'm naturally funny, I guess, um, and... I'm good at improv and like on my feet. So it's, it has helped. Um, mm -hmm. And I've had people, ironically, the second I quit doing stand up, everybody always asked me, do you, do you think you'll ever go back to it? I'm like, no, because uh, I like what I'm doing much better now. And, mm -hmm. you know, I just, I don't want to deal with that whole political system again. Mm -hmm. But it's. No, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a bit, I'm going to give you a bit of uh, something. Of course, is I always mention I did music, and I yeah, did yeah. a high level. I left music to actually do this shit for fifteen years, being a male talent. If it's in you, it's gonna bite you to come back, and, and it, but the difference is you're gonna come back. It's gonna be more for fun than it is for the livelihood because I actually got new music that's out. But when I record and I put it out, it's more so just I want people to hear it, not necessarily expecting to make money or to do a lot with it. It's just a part of how can I put this my appeal to draw you in for you to go buy my porn. Yeah. I I mean, who knows? If I get an opportunity just to go on stage and do like five, ten I'm minutes. Then... Funny as, fuck, as a comedian. <laughs> yeah, you got me I, I would hey. like it, but I also write, so and my thing is, when you go to my buy my porn, I like to do silly, you know, kind of uh, off the beaten path kind of porn plots, like really kind of funny, absurd, and then hot sex. Because, you know, mm -hmm. everybody's doing the, um, oh, how are you going to make the rent? Or we caught you stealing? Or mm -hmm. I'm going to blackmail you into fucking me. And that and that's nothing wrong with that. I'll shoot that. And, then, you know. But boring is being overused. But I want to, yeah, I want to make, so, I want to kind of do more funny, interesting things. So I like, um, I'm working on a bunch of different ideas and, uh, you know, I'm hopefully going to get some of that shot soon. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just sometimes, like, sometimes it's hard to get the girls to want to act because they don't, they feel like they can't. I'm like, no, it's just improv. I don't, or, I don't you know. like talking. I, I, it's too much. Do I have to learn a script? <laughs> well, the way I write, script it's a very loose guideline and then mm -hmm. look, you just react to what i'm saying to you i uh i bought a um i was working for somebody in new york and i bought a prisoner outfit mm -hmm. and it's your traditional black stripe and then i had a superhero mask and i'm looking at it you know two different scenes two different costumes and then i had the idea of like you know what would be funny is a series in trademark by the way a series of uh you know like the um the Hamburglar, but like the uh, like the the rump 
burglar and basically <laughs> just kind of you know pop out of nowhere with these big beautiful fat ass girls that just start like you know all of a sudden they bend over and like you know facing the ass you know whatever situation they're like oh they're at the you know they're in the dressing room at the store or they're mm-hmm. you know just whatever and it's like you know rubble 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 you know and just kind of <laughs> go into that and you, you should do that you should, you should do that yeah it's silly and it's fun and there'll be like hot sex involved and you know that's kind of i like to do more interesting things uh you know and uh and you know p- porn watchers are smart so like I, I usually try to throw in some kind of uh little thing in there like what the simpsons used to do is you know like kind of throw in some kind of inside joke you know and they'll get it or at least the right people mm-hmm. will get it so you know that's the other thing never underestimate your audience you know as to what they'll be into and everything you know uh if you have an idea just go for it and do it the best you can Oh yeah, most definitely. So I got to close these out. This has been so good, and, and I'm going to bring you back. Oh, I would love to come back. I, got, I had a blast to bring you back, man. Jesus, I got to bring you back. Oh, I'm totally down. And not only that, but talking to another adult, it's been so lonely. I don't. <laughs> it's been so lonely. <laughs> I, the same balls. I enjoyed this. Please tell everybody where they can find you, man. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Billy Pilgrim Triple X. Um, also, uh, <coughs> fans, uh, Billy Pilgrim Triple X, and uh, same many vids. Uh, bear with me. Uh, by next week, there'll be more videos up. I've been I went from not having enough stuff to having too much, so I'm getting stuff edited now to put up on my OnlyFans and uh and my many vids and i'll be doing customs on request and i'm starting to get into more things to kind of be more uh interactive with people so um you know you'll be seeing a lot more of me that's the other thing we didn't real quick uh consistency is the key if you get into the industry and you're making your own stuff you you can't like fade off and disappear for two months like you got to be consistent you gotta you know if people like your stuff and you know you gotta keep putting out videos and everything because then if you disappear you gotta like struggle to get those people back because you know there's always something else new out there so for me i've been built stockpiling and now it's kind of come to the point where i gotta get stuff out there now i'm scrambling see say no more so i'm about to end this out don't go nowhere just yet all right and thank you to your audience. And thank you. This has been a blast. I can't wait to come back. Then, you know, oh, thank you most definitely. Me. I have to bring you back. So with that being said, life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke yeah. that over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, man. Oh, it's been it's been my pleasure. It's an honor. Thank you. No doubt. All right.